We're continuing on a series of Monday homilies titled, uh, With Jesus at Sea. Last week, we looked at Jesus and the disciples in a terrifying storm. Today's text begins at Luke chapter 5, verse 1. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Genesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've, we've worked all night long, but we've caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when, Abraham, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The word of the Lord. Holy God, we pray that through your spirit you would allow us to find our own lives in this sacred drama. That we too might know what it means to spend our lives catching people. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Peter and James and John had spent all night at sea fishing and caught nothing. Remember, these guys weren't out there fishing for sport. This is what they were supposed to be good at. Being fishermen was always their fallback plan when they got disappointed in Jesus. This was something they had expertise in. So when we're told that they fished all night and caught nothing, we're saying something pretty devastating to their identity. So they're on the shore now, washing their nets, which must not have been that difficult to do. Jesus comes up with a crowd. He asks Peter if he can use his boat as a pulpit. And figuring he might as well put the boat to some good use, Peter says, sure. So he puts out just a little bit from shore, he sits down, and he begins to teach. When he's done teaching, he looks at Peter and he says, okay, now put out into the deep and cast your nets out. This is a little too much for Peter. I mean, he's, he's fine to let Jesus be the expert when it comes to teaching, and, and he, he knows what Jesus can do. He's seen Jesus as a healer. In fact, he healed his mother-in-law in the previous chapter. He's seen Jesus cast out demons. But when it comes to fishing, this is something that Peter knows about. Peter's good at this one. So he says, we've been at this all night. We're going to catch nothing. 
We all have something that we're an expert in, something we rely on, something maybe it's your plan B in case this ministry thing doesn't quite work out. And we're happy to let Jesus be the expert. We believe he's the expert on things like the gospel. That's why we came here to study his words. We know that he can heal, and when it comes to the demons, he can have that one. But when it comes to something that you're good at, dealing with your mother, making the grades, handling your money, or if you're a student, your lack of money. These are things that you learn to trust your wits about, to rely on your own expertise. But what happens when your own expertise isn't working out for you? Have you noticed that every time the disciples get discouraged with Jesus and go back to fishing, they're never catching fish? Never, until Jesus shows up. Jesus, we're going to catch nothing. But then Peter continues. Yet, if you say so, I'll let down the nets. That yet, that nevertheless, it's, it's extraordinarily important. It's, it's where discipleship turns on. Jesus, I have my doubts about what you're asking of us. Jesus, I don't think this is going to work, but if you say, nevertheless, that's the call to discipleship right there. Jesus doesn't really care about our doubts. He just cares about that nevertheless. So they cast down their nets, and they pull up so many fish, it looks like the nets are going to break and the fish are going to sink the boat. Now, if you want to, you can get carried away with this miracle one way or the other. You can absolutely preoccupy yourself with insisting on the historical reality of these miracles like this. Or you could try to explain it away, and you could say, well, you know, it was nighttime, and, and, and they, you know, it, was bad. it was a better time to fish, and, and now, after Jesus had taught in the morning, and you could say that the fish in the Sea of Galilee swim in schools, and if they let their net down at just the right time, would have caught all of them. These nets weren't designed for that. And you could say the gunnels on these boats were, were low, and so if they all leaned over to pull up a big net, it would look like it was going to sink. And, 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 you've totally missed the point. If you really want to get preoccupied by something miraculous, how about the fact that you've got the Son of God on board? If you could see that the incarnation of God is traveling around on your little ship, if you believe that, the, the fish thing is easy. <laughs> Don't get preoccupied with the fish. Don't preach about fish. Fish can't save anybody. It, it's, it's the Savior who is on board. As we saw last week, there's a Savior on board when you're in the midst of storms and, and you think this little boat called your life is going to sink. And there's a Savior on board on the long days when there's no storm. It just feels like you're adrift at sea. There's a Savior on board when you've been up all night fishing for something to take care of your anxieties. The Holy One. When Peter sees this, when Peter realizes who this is that he's been carting around, he says, Lord, get away from me. I, I, I'm a sinful man. Now he's paying attention. 
This is his big turning point in his, his discipleship. Jesus says, were you really that impressed about catching fish? From now on, you're going to be catching people. To catch people means to, to prevent them from falling. And all around you, people are falling into cynicism and despair. They worry about the choices their children are making. They worry about their finances. They worry about their health. They worry about why it is after years and years of fishing for a dream, they can't find one they like. And it's absolutely self-absorbing. It preoccupies them to the point where they can't use their fleeting years to make a difference. If you ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to this, this week you can find someone who is falling into despair. Your call is simply to keep your eyes open, your own eyes open, to the reality that there is a Savior on board. Be the witness. You don't have to save, you can't save, but you can catch people from falling by being the witness that shows there is indeed a Savior on board. And when people can see that, then they start to expect the most miraculous things. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.